Actually, sometimes it was a little bit difficult for us to uh, know where the separation came mm -hmm. between our own lives and our lives at home. Of course, we also had a great deal of problem not indulging in too much uh, togetherness, so to speak, mm -hmm. taking each other for granted, because it's a tough thing when you're with somebody in the daytime and the evening, too. I remember one time we, I came home and Harriet said to me, do you realize that we're on the set that you're nice to everybody except me? <laughs> <laughs> and I think that the boys felt a little the same thing, too. Mm -hmm. We leaned over backwards to try to give them as much freedom and, and as much liberty so they wouldn't be under the dominance of their parents you know, mm -hmm. during the rest of their lives. Because they were under the dominance of their parent during the time they were on the show, because you were the director of the show. Yes, they had in, to be, in that they? essence. Yeah. And that's a very difficult thing, because as I mentioned in the, the book, <laughs> there's really no way, particularly when Dave and Rick got married, there's no way of directing your son and your daughter-in-law without being a little bit of an irritating force. Sure. You rarely hear anybody say that a director is a nice guy. They'll say, well, he's a so-and-so, but he's a good director. Under the sponsorship of Heinz Foods, The Adventures of Ozzie and Harriet moved to ABC's potent Friday night schedule on October 14, 1949. Ozzie Nelson had negotiated a 10-year non-cancelable contract. It also guaranteed him creative control. ABC had the option to bring the show to TV after 1951. Ozzie and Harriet were wary of the new medium. Universal Studios gave them the opportunity to make a film. And in 1952, the family starred in Here Come the Nelsons. Say, don't I know you from somewhere? Good morning. Don't tell me you finally decided to get up. Make a simple statement right away, Dave gets belligerent. The word is belligerent. Big man owns a dictionary. <laughs> you and millions of other radio fans have wanted to see the Nelsons in all their hilarious glory. And here they are, the most listened to, the most laughed at, best-loved family in radio. The film was a hit, and everyone was convinced the Nelsons could all make the transition from radio's airwaves to TV's small screen. The Adventures of Ozzie and Harriet made its TV debut on Friday, October 3, 1952. It was a more of a difficult situation for us than if we had been playing characters. I know every once in a while we would have a dream sequence or something where we'd be able to put on a costume or a beard and it was so much easier to act under those circumstances yeah. because the hardest acting in the world is portraying yourself. Uh, Maya, of course, it was a reasonable character, reasonable extension. We were not fully conscious of this uh, specifically, but uh, we felt it as sort of a part of a burden that we were carrying. And as far as the scripts were concerned, we had to be careful, whereas the scripts had to be a reasonable exaggeration, nevertheless, they always did portray in a general form our thinking on certain things. Several people in a tour that I recently made promoting not only the book, but our new show, Ozzy's mm -hmm. Girls, they said, are you going to change your standards from the adventures of Ozzy and Harriet? And I said, well, I couldn't very well do that because it would be dishonest. Although the show never cracked radio's top 50 ratings during the 1940s, they did so in each of their final three seasons on ABC. The January 8, 1954 episode was called Fifi La Plume. This 
is KECA, AM and FM Los Angeles, 790 on your dial, your ABC station for the Southland. Santa Fe Best Wine Bar, three important reasons why. Better taste, full bouquet, master blended Santa Fe. Santa Fe, just try it and you'll say, Best Wine Bar is good old Santa Fe. All Santa Fe sweets, now 63 cents, four-fifths quart at your dealer. Hi, everybody. This is Harriet Nelson. Oh, uh, uh, pardon me, Harriet. Uh, do you mind if I say something first? No, go right ahead. Well, I was going to say, always look to Hot Point for the finest first. Uh, go ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt. Well, that's what I was going to say. Oh! Well, go ahead. You can say it, too. All right. I think I will. Always look to Hot Point for the finest first. <laughs> Quality Appliances, pioneer and leader in all-electric kitchens and automatic home laundries, present America's favorite family comedy, The Adventures of Ozzie and Harriet, transcribed and starring the entire Nelson family, Ozzie, Harriet, David, and Ricky. Nelson's asked what he considers to be mankind's greatest failing, invariably says, In my opinion, it's a lack of thoroughness. And Ozzie's right, for even he isn't thorough. If he were, he'd give credit to Theodore Roosevelt, who made the original observation. But anyway, armed with his stolen philosophy, he's blithely applied it to interior decoration, which happens to be the bone of contention in the Nelson household at this moment. I don't know why you want to have the chandelier taken out of the hallway here. Well, because it was never put up with any thought. The whole thing was done with... Uh, a lack of thoroughness. My exact words. Lifted from Theodore Roosevelt. <laughs> Harriet, the chandelier should never have been put up in the middle of the hall. Well, where do people usually put up chandeliers? Well, there are several schools of thought on, on interior decorating. None of which you went to. <laughs> if I'd been here the day they hung that up... Well, why weren't you? Well, as I recall it, I was busy. You were playing golf. Well, but the thing wasn't out of my mind for a minute. I remember we were on the 18th green, and Herb Dunkel was two feet from the cup, and Jesse was about to putt. I said, I wonder where they're going to put up that chandelier. <laughs> well, that was nice. He missed the putt, and I won a dollar. So I, uh, <laughs> I rushed right home. At 8.30 in the evening. Well, I had to play another round to give him a chance to get even. Look, you know how I hate things that dangle from the ceiling. Well, if you're happy, I'm happy. Well, you don't sound happy. I'll try to laugh it up after I get used to that bare spot in the ceiling. No, no, don't worry, you will. There just isn't enough light in the hall now. No, it's fine, except uh, over my desk by the stairs. Oh? Yeah. You have some plan for brightening up your little corner? Well, uh, I kind of thought... Uh, well, uh, I bought one. One what? I bought a fixture that'll go right over my desk. 
How does it get over your desk? Well, it dangles. I thought you didn't like things that dangle from the... Well, uh... how, how else could it be directly over my desk? See, the whole thing is on a long cord with a pulley, and you can move it up and down. You can put the light wherever you want it. I'd like it where it used to be. Oh, Harriet. Who's going to put the fixture up? Well, Mr. Jensen, the man who took the chandelier down. Are we going to have plaster all over the rug again? No, no. I'm going to put the desk in the middle of the hall and move the carpet back. See, I'm taking care of all the details. There'll be no lack of thoroughness here. Uh, Dave, can you come here a minute, please? I'm getting ready to pause my car. Ricky? I'm upstairs running my printing press. I need some help. Okay. Mom, Pop wants you. <laughs> you take that end and I'll take this. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Careful the wallpaper. Yeah, let's put it down right here. Ozzy, you going to be home this afternoon? I want to take the car. Well, I've got to go downtown to pick up the fixture, but oh, I can take David's car. Well, in case nobody's home, will Mr. Jensen know where to put it up? Well, I'll be home in time. Anyway, I've taken care of that little detail, too. I left a note for him right on the desk. What you want, Pop? Oh, uh, will you roll the rug back, David? Sure. Hey, Pop, would you like to buy some business cards? Well, I'm not sure. You and that corny printing press. Roll up the rug, boy. <laughs> Here's a free sample, Pop. Oh, well, thank you. Don't put it in your pocket. Read it. I'm a ding-dong daddy looking for a red-hot mama. <laughs> oh, that's right up to the minute. Where'd you find that thing, Ricky? It was next to Pop's picture in his high school annual. Oh, <laughs> The, the editor was sort of a wise guy. <laughs> Here's a pretty popular one. I'm a devil, baby. You mind if I horn in? <laughs> Ricky, those aren't exactly business cards. They are if you mean business. <laughs> hey, Mom, when did you clean under this rug last? Just last week. Why? Well, I found this clipping. Oh, oh, uh, that's mine. For one exciting week only, Dawn LaFleur. Uh, let me have that, David. The girl who brings Paris to your hometown. Uh, let me have that, Ricky. The sensational Donald Fleur in her Bally High bubble bath. Uh, let me have that, Harriet. <laughs> She's the kind of 3D you like, daring, delightful, deceptive. Uh, let me have that, David. Wow, pow, mmm, boy. Ricky. That's what it says here, doesn't it, Mom? Uh, let me have that, Harriet. Ozzy, didn't we go with the Randolphs to see Don LaFleur last year? Uh, uh, did we? Uh, do, uh yes, uh, perhaps uh, we did. What does she do, Pa? Uh, well, it's, uh, the nothing. It's, uh, uh, sort of an act. Uh, this lady sits in a bathtub full of bubbles. I'd like to see that. Well, uh, I, I don't think it's the kind of entertainment that I'd recommend for you. Why don't you and David go outside? Yeah, come on, Rick. Well, why does it say, mm, boy? <laughs> Ricky, come on. Well, if I'm going down to get the fixture, I'd better get going. <laughs> What'd you cut this out of the paper for? Oh, just an impulse, I guess. <laughs> the same impulse that got you up on the stage last year to hold a towel for us? <laughs> well, Harriet, somebody had to hold it up for her so she could step out of the bathtub. She asked for a bald-headed man. Well, they were all there with their wives. 
that, I mean, you're so understanding, you know, and uh, <laughs> it was all in the spirit of fun. Mm, boy. Yeah. <laughs> After all, she was wearing a bathing suit. Why, Ozzy, you peeked. <laughs> well, I, I just happened to notice it out of the corner of my eye. Very appreciative, too. <laughs> Said I held the towel better than any volunteer she ever had. <laughs> yes, uh, sir. Uh, you know, Harriet, I think I ought to go down and say hello to her just for old time's sake. Hey, don't you think so? Well, if you don't think I should, I won't bother. I didn't say anything. Well, I, it's the things you don't say I understand more clearly than the things you do say. <laughs> Ozzie, you do whatever you want. Well, okay, I, I won't see her. I still don't understand why a lady would want to take a bath in the middle of a stage. It's show business. I get off the fender, I just wax it. I see you finally got a radio for the old bucket of bolts, huh? Yeah, I picked it up in the junkyard. Why? Four sets of earphones, too. <laughs> I'm going to take those out as soon as I can find a speaker. What's that wire sticking out of the dashboard? That's new. Oh, that's just a thing. Leave it alone. What's it do? It blows the car up. <laughs> i got to try that, boy. <laughs> How about that? My big brother's growing up. Go print up some more cards. Uh, Dave, can I borrow your car? Well, gee, Pop, I'm supposed to take Nancy Baker for a ride this afternoon. Well, I'll, I'll be right back. Be real careful of it, won't you, Pop? <laughs> uh, David, I've been driving a car for a long while. I think I'm pretty capable. Isn't much I don't know about automobiles after all these years. Pop, you gotta turn on the ignition first. <laughs> Just checking the battery. You better pull the choke out, Pop. Oh, oh, sure. <laughs> it's the other wire. Oh. Hey, that's a very neat horn, David. Are you calling me, Ozzy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Goodbye, dear. honey. My car is out of gas. Uh, well, if I can be... Say, aren't you Don Lafleur? Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> I'll bet you remember me, don't you? Well, I'm afraid you have the advantage of me. Oh, uh, well, uh, last year when you were here, you told me I was the best towel holder you ever had. <laughs> oh, you're a... Uh, Ozzie Nelson. Oh, of course. The one with the trembling hands. <laughs> oh, you do remember. Oh, sure, honey. How could I forget you? You were one of the few volunteers I ever had with hair. Oh. <laughs> well, hop in. I'll give you a lift downtown. Hmm. This is a real nervous car you've got here, Dad. Oh, well, this is my son's. I was just driving along listening to the radio. Don't you want to take off the earphones? Oh. 
Oh, yes. Well, shall we go? Anytime. Oh, wait. <laughs> I always get that confused with the choke. Isn't it silly to run out of gas? I told him to fill it up at the garage. Well, it just proves what I always say. Most of our troubles can be traced directly to a lack of thoroughness. Oh, you're so right. Oh, I I'm not taking you out of your way, am I? No, no, no. I'm on my way down to the Emporium to pick up a light fixture for our hallway. Oh, well, I was going there, too. Oh, well, it's a, a small world, as they say, isn't it? <laughs> Oh, just a second. I'll call him. David! That for me, Mom? For David. Do you know where he is? No, I'm printing up some cards. Hey, how many ends are there in chicken inspectors? <laughs> David! Uh, yeah, Mom. Nancy Baker. Oh, thanks. Hi, Nancy. Oh, Mom, would you mind? Oh, sure. Oh, hi, Nancy. What? Who's a skunk? I know I promised, but I couldn't. Who saw me where? With who in my car? But I've been here all morning. Honest, I have. Mom. What's the matter? Well, Nancy must be crazy or something. She says Vivian O'Connell saw me having lunch in a drive-in with that bubble bath girl. Well, that's ridiculous. Your father has the car, and he... <laughs> Here, Dave, I'll talk to her. Get me off the hook, Mom. She thinks I'm a skunk. Hello, Nancy. Oh, you're wrong about David. He's been here all morning. It must have been some other skunk. <laughs> oh, that's all right, Nancy. But do you mind if David calls you back? I may be using the phone for the next hour or so. <laughs> The radio version of Ozzie and Harriet remained on the air until the end of this season. The TV series would turn Ricky into a teenage heartthrob. It helped springboard his music career in 1957. For more on the adventures of Ozzie and Harriet, tune into Breaking Walls episode 107.